Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Bob. And I'm Father Dave. Hey, hey. you made it through there. Good job. I did. I, yeah, got, yeah. A, I got my mojo back. I got All a good right. night's sleep. Yeah. Well, that's one of which us. Which is always... <laughs> That's right. You had another late flight going on. Yeah, I missed a, I don't know, there was some problem with a plane getting out of Detroit yesterday. It was supposed to be home at, I was actually so excited. I was supposed to be home at 7.18 Oh, in the night. evening. Yeah. And I ended up home at one oh seven. Oh. Giddy up, baby. Yeah, welcome back. Travel. That's all right. That's all right. Honestly, sometimes I can get some work done in the airport. I really can't. You know, you just kind of squirrel away, grab your little tablet and oh, uh, emails and those kinds of things. I'm, so, I'm a machine. No, I'd rather airport. not yeah. be up till that hour. But yeah, right. I, it, sometimes I can get some good work done. So it worked out It worked out fine. Yeah, I get tons of work done at the airport. In fact, when I traveled a lot, I used to assign papers based on when I knew I was traveling. Okay. Because you just have so much time on an airplane. And I would intentionally like not buy the Wi-Fi. So you're just locked in. There's nothing to do except grade and grade and grade. And I did. And it was great. And an occasional movie. <laughs> and the occasional plane. movie. No, yeah. actually, I, I actually like doing a lot of reading and stuff on planes. You had a good weekend with your kids, or a couple of them. I did. I did an overnight to Tampa. I took uh, three of my kids to the Buccaneers game where Yay. they trounced the Dolphins. You know, games like that are really fun to be at live. Like, probably on TV when yeah, you see a team just, just blowing the them away. You're like, ah, what else is interesting? But, like, when you're there... I mean, you, you're just screaming for blood. You just want another touchdown, right. another touchdown. So uh, if you hadn't heard, Tom Brady threw 411 yards and five touchdowns with no interceptions. That is the best game he's had Seriously. in his NFL career. Whoever's got him in fantasy is just... It's my sister. Figures. Yeah, it's actually the first... You know how you're supposed to pick a running back first? Yeah, yeah. It's always Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Brady first, Gronkowski second. She lives in the New England area, so... But um, yeah, it's it's craziness. But it was it was really fun. I mean, it was just awesome. It was the first game I got to go to this season. Uh, it was really fun. It must be fun just going with the kids. Just going with the kids. And the nice thing was, it was well, you a had one to stay at a hotel for one night. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting because you didn't have your mom's place to stay. I know. That was, was that different? Yes. Yeah, it was a little weird going into Florida and not staying at home. You know, so to speak, just kind of crashing at a hotel. That's also why we came in and out. Like really. Usually when I would take the kids to, usually everybody gets a trip to Florida, which was a great time to see my mom and to see a game. And then the house got sold and we, you know, didn't know that was going to happen when we set all this up. So then it was like, well, there's no reason except just to go to a game. So we flew in on Saturday. It was a one o'clock game. So we just flew right out that evening and um, we had a great time, but it was a little weird. It, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it's kind of like strange, it's kind of yeah. like the new normal. Here, oh, here's the other thing. So, Christmas Vacation. We always great movie, great movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably actually one of the. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the better ones. Um, we usually go down to Florida. Like that's what we have done. Oh, sure. As long as twenty five years. Yeah. No, well, I mean that was as long as I've been married. But even before that, like we always would. You know, the day or so after Christmas, we'd fly down. That was that was the Christmas gift that my mom and dad gave us. Just flights to Florida, crash at their house, spend four or five days with them, come back. So this year, well, we don't have a house in Florida anymore. And it's, so do we, so I originally tried to like. I don't think your mom thought this through. No, exactly. (laughs) What was she thinking? So I was trying to like Airbnb around that area of Florida. And eventually mom's like, why are you doing that? Like, we're not, 
we don't live there anymore. I'm like, yeah, because it was really expensive to do it. So guess where we're going to go for Christmas? New Hampshire. Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Oh, that boy. Going to Dollywood. Don't okay. Be, don't be jealous. I guess they have like a Christmas thing. Like I'm I don't sure know. They I, do. don't, Actually, I don't know if they have rides or not. But um, well, yeah, we went there last year. We didn't go to any of the shows or anything like that. But it's a beautiful we, we area. We didn't even get in the door. It's we just, beautiful. We, well, just we drove through the parking lot. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Parks closed. Moose out front. Should have told you. Name that movie. Vacation. There you go. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's for a later later spot. Actually, I was. Uh, Saturday night, Catholic Central here in Steubenville um, played, and Brennan... Who, CCHS. Yeah, yeah. CC, yeah. <laughs> Nobody None. calls it CC. Well, anyway. Um, he texted me. He's like, hey, are you at the CC game? And I'm thinking, what is that? And then he mocks me, but everybody calls it Catholic Central High School. CCHS. Okay, but see, it's not a stretch to figure that out. It was, okay. a, it was a bit okay, of Okay, apparently. But uh, yeah, uh, one of the guys I work with, his son was playing, and he said, yeah. I said, maybe I should come. It's Saturday night, which I had a... Saturday night open, which was an absolute blast. Actually, it was a really fun day. We had uh, tailgate parties at the university for the men's and women's soccer team, which was a lot of fun. Oh, how'd they do? They won. Nice. Yeah. And then, and then I think so. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Did you stay for the games? I did. I did, but not for all of them. But then, um, <laughs> so yeah, no. so I went to the Catholic Central game and it was a blast and they mm. won like a killed him it was like 44 to that's unusual our team hasn't been doing that good right but it was actually and like you said it was all the local people was just the whole town comes out it was a really actually i don't remember the last high school game i went to and it was so much fun it's a slice of americana i mean it really is so fun and everybody's there because you know between uh the those on the football team those in the band and those in the cheerleaders that's pretty everybody's got a kid and watching uh, you know a hundred kids just running around not paying attention (laughs) to the game at all i said i I ran into your son aiden and he was just eating the whole time yeah he just keeps coming he's aiden's eight he's just like can i have another dollar i dare stole his his popcorn from him Anyway, he didn't think it was as funny as I did, but yeah, it was. It was I'm working on his sense of humor. Yeah, I'm trying to steal right, things from right, him and say, right. it's yeah, funny. That's right. Slap him in the face. It's a joke. Where's your sense of humor? Exactly. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And then, um, yeah, so real quick, Notre Dame won this weekend. Last second field goal. Got to like that. Alabama, oh, wow. Alabama, number one team in the country, lost. <gasps> oh, hallelujah, which makes me happy. Right. Makes me happy they lost to Texas A&M. The like the first time. time they lost to a team outside of this Top 25 since like 1842 or something So that like makes that. Notre Dame and everybody else's chances to be number one a lot better. Is that yeah, how it works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although Notre Dame didn't move up, which is all what's because their, it, what's it's a communist number? plot. 14. We do live in a socialist state. So be it. That's only proof right there. Exactly. I think actually Georgia is number one, which is anyone, anyone Alabama, just get them out. So it was a great. Weekend. How's Clemson doing? They're the other one that's really not good, so right? good. Not they, no, 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 no. Were they all just no. Trevor Lawrence? Is that uh, it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Clemson's not so. Who's also not doing very good? No, he's not. Neither he's is the coach. Close. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Neither right? is the coach. Urban Myers had a bad week. <laughs> yeah, should have spent more time with his grandkids. Oh, did something happen? You didn't hear what happened to Urban Meyer? No. Well, he. It, it, this is this is awful. So he stayed behind when his. Team lost to Cincinnati. The team went on, and he stayed with his family. One spends, he said, what he said, want to spend some time with his grandkids. He ended up going out to a bar, which he owns. Okay, let's just say some of the video that came out was not, mm. not very good. So Urban Meyer had a bad week. Coach uh, Chucky just resigned. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. that. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And then we were we were in uh, the playoff time. So for baseball. Oh That's yeah, baseball. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's good. How, um, how, how are my Rays doing? 
If they win, I'm seriously, I don't know. It's going to be awesome. I don't know. Dude, I'll watch the game, actually. I'm sure. Weren't you excited? Are they winning? I don't know. I don't I don't follow them. Wow. I just want, What do you mean I, you don't follow them? It's playoffs. I know. I just want, I don't know. I don't want the Dodgers to win. That's the biggest thing. I just How want are your the nationals Dodgers doing? To, that was the meanest thing anyone has oh. ever said okay. to me. So I guess Boy, they, you really I'm guessing they it. didn't make the postseason. Uh, no, they finished bottom in the in the oh, division. Oh, really? Yeah, because they sold their team. That's why we don't want the Dodgers to win because they took two of our best players. Wow, I can feel can the, do, I can wah, feel wah, the wah, hurt wah, from is here. Is there anything like sadness that you can do? Some sound? Okay, wait a second. Let's set it up. I'm just my team just did so horrible this All right, year. So say it again. Say the saddest thing you can say. My team just did horrible this year. <laughs> so, uh, seriously, I, I asked for it, I guess. I did I did ask you to do that. So you can turn off the laughter now. I think it's amazing that it's still going. Hey, um, I'd like to do a podcast. Uh, we're going to do a podcast, but we're going to do a podcast promo right now. STEM fans, take note. Nice. What is that? Science, technology. Engineering, engineering and, math. and math. Yeah. Well, if you're a fan of that. <laughs> you've done great. <laughs> Clearly not. You've done great. Take note, hot on the heels of this summer's announcement. This is like really, I'm going to do this like a movie theater thing. Wait a second. Uh, there's got to be like a, I thought there was something. I, I knew thought I there was something have said going something. I knew I should. No, 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 we I'm excited. Going along so well. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Check this out. STEM fans, take note. Hot on the heels of this summer's announcement that Franciscan University now offers a software engineering major comes today's announcement that we will offer a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering starting in the fall of 2022! There's a huge demand for mechanical engineers and manufacturers. This is what manufacturing. happens when we get enough sleep, right <laughs> That's there. That's right. Uh, manuf- manufacturing engineering wow, in that was excellent. Uh, medicine, that. aerospace, robotics, yes, Terminator, and other fields. Unique to Franciscan's program, all engineering majors will take a sequence of courses in Catholicism, science, and technology that examine the ethical implications of technology and emphasize character formation that draws on the teachings of the Catholic Church. For more information on Franciscan University's medical engineering program, visit franciscan. Is it medical or mechanical? You know, it makes a difference. It's mechanical. It's not medical. Seriously. Franciscan.edu slash mechanical dash engineering. That's that's franciscan.edu slash mechanical dash engineering. You know, it was really cool when we were doing an interview for one of the new faculty positions. He was talking about how excited he was to be able to come to a place that he could talk about his faith and his relationship with the Lord in the midst of the classroom. And then he said, and I can't wait to just continue to explore with our students the theology of an engineering degree. Yeah. And I said, the <laughs> theology. I think I know who you're talking yeah, about because yeah. I had a really long conversation. It was phenomenal. Yeah. And he went on this whole thing about beauty. Deacon Steve, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. About beauty and how things are created. It was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we have people that that are able just experts in their field, and then to illuminate faith in the midst of it is just a great blessing. He came over to my house when uh, he was interviewing for the job because okay. one of the guys in the engineering program said, you'll probably like this guy. Yeah. And I do. Uh, he, uh, he has awesome sideburns. Wolverine. He does, um, 
he, he likes to do Civil War reenactment, but he moved to a different kind of reenactment because he lived up in Pennsylvania, and I guess there's not as much Civil War reenactment. I don't know if it was War of 1812 or some other okay. reenactment, but he's that cool. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. He's that cool. And he's a deacon, which is awesome. Has he been on your podcast yet? No. No. <laughs> and by the way, those of you that listen, I'll, I'll get back to that podcast at some point. There's a lot going little, on right it's now. A little bit, it's a little bit crazy. Um, so uh, anyway, he came over and he mentioned like, He's like, well, I'm really excited to, you know, investigate the theology of engineering. Now, I know we always talk about putting our faith into practice into all of our disciplines, but I never heard somebody say it no, like that. And, and, and he talks about it, and he talks about it's incredible. You know, in St. Joseph's role, he was so right, excited right, about right. it. So it's really cool. It's yeah. great. So it is very, very exciting. So Mechanical, um, not medical, by the way. We do have a medical thing, though. We got everything. Check out franciscan.edu. Yeah, just come visit us. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. It's a beautiful thing. Bobby cheated on me this weekend. Okay, you know what? I don't yes, believe that's true. I don't I do. believe that's true. I do. You can't we even look me in the no, eyes right now. You can't true. even look can't. me in the eye. Well, you know what? If I knew you wanted to go to the new James Bond film together, I would have made that happen. We, if you we would have, have asked. Date, we have a date for Spider-Man. Right. Okay. I didn't want to overcommit. <laughs> I'm trying to take our relationship slow here. All right. One, you're right. You're right. We're not ready for a rosary, but we're ready for that. <laughs> exactly. Maybe at the sign of peace, so you we can hug just a James little bit longer. I did. I did with my mother-in-law. Which is a custom, apparently. Every new James Bond movie, we go and see it together. She's a, She's been a huge James Bond fan from the beginning of James Bond. So it's a... Uh, it's, it's really exciting. Yeah, uh, No Time to Die in theaters near you. It was awesome. Yeah, I heard it was really good. I mean, it was maybe one of the best Bond films, and certainly one of the best of Daniel Craig, who I think I think his whole Like on the scale of Bond, was, how do you feel, uh, James Craig? First off, um, my dad and I, and I guess my brothers, but for some reason I was, and my younger brother, associate James Bond with them. And it was kind of this thing that, we would do, uh, I remember we went to an afternoon James Bond movie one time, and I love James Bond movies, all yeah, right? Yeah. So that's why I feel you've kind of cheated on me. Sure. But Daniel Craig, like in the whole... Echelon of things? Yes, a whole spectrum of James Bond-ish. You know, what I've enjoyed about Daniel Craig is I think they got Daniel Craig right uh, in terms of like a genre of like a tough modern Bond. I think they tried to do that with Timothy Dalton, and it just... You're it too almost, much a pretty boy. Yeah, it, it, it was almost, it, yeah, like License to Kill just didn't even feel like a Bond movie. It just felt mm-hmm. like uh, like Bruce Willis could have been in it or something yeah, yeah. like that. Uh, I've been really impressed with the storyline, the action sequences. Um, and this and, is and what Daniel it is Craig, to go to a movie with Bob. I know. And Daniel Craig is probably one of the best actors that's ever played Bond. I mean, okay. just the fact that he doesn't kind of look anything like Bond. I mean, I remember when he was announced as Bond and I was like, the, the bad guy from Road to Perdition, you know, who was like skinny, blonde haired, blue eyes, and he just nails it. And what I love about this story, um, it's got great action. I mean, everything's really it just, it's just everything you like in a Bond movie, but it also had a lot of the things missing that I don't like about Bond movies. This is no spoiler, so it's okay. Um, monogamous relationship. No crazy sex scenes. Good. Um, even the even the title sequence, which is usually like yeah, you know naked risky. bodies, yeah. not at all. Oh, that's and, great. And you didn't miss it. It wasn't. Right, right, it, right. You didn't it's feel like, like they were trying to avoid oh, great. it. It was just the action was great. The storyline was really good. And it was his last. Um, it was Craig's last movie. And what was fun? They did something that I don't think they've ever done with any other Bonds. They killed him. <laughs> <laughs> well, they intentionally finished a story arc that began with Casino Royale. Like you really felt like 
this bond is walking into the sunset. Usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. usually they would try to, you know, if, if it was like, you know, Roger Moore's last movie or whatever, they, they wouldn't do anything because another actor is going to take the, the place. Up. Nowadays, it almost seems like Bond's been going on for so long. They're like, okay, well, this is, this was his Bond moment. And now we're just going to reset and start with somebody right, else. Right. You know, we're not going to pretend right. that this guy actually beat Dr. No or did anything like that. So it was, um, it was a great movie. So if you're looking for a fun action movie, um, it, it, I, I highly recommend Okay, it. just the whole experience about going back to a theater, though. I mean, yeah. that you've not done that. Were, were there many people there? Did you have to packed. socially distance? Did you have to wear packed. masks? I was, How did all that work? Well, the movie theater that I go to, so the local movie theater, sadly, the AMC, bellied up, so mm-hmm. there, that's not available. Out in Robinson, about a half hour away from Steubenville near Pittsburgh, they're all like the big leather seats, and everybody's pretty distant from each other mm-hmm. anyway. They mm-hmm. used to... If you bought seats, they wouldn't put anybody next to you. Those days are gone, people. Yeah. Um, no, it was just like going to the movies. I mean, some people had masks. Most people didn't. And it, it just, just I don't know what made me think about this. Yeah, being crowded in a theater, all that. Yeah. So, But you don't feel crowded because no, you've got this massive no, and luxury my, yeah, thing. Yeah, that's kind yeah, of what I was going to so I think that's a big difference. Last night, we were obviously, I flew home last night, and there's a... Actually, a lot of people came into the airport last night at, at this hour. There must I don't know what was going on. So, but only one of the trains in the airport was running that, that shuttles you back I and forth. I hate when they do that. Okay. So here's the thing though. This one guy, like he's coming up and he said, no, I'm going to wait till the next one. It's too crowded. It's like, <laughs> dude, you just got out of a plane, right? You just literally got out of a and plane. And by the way, when they only one run tr- one tram, it's like every it's eight minutes. Packed. I know, it's I know, I know, packed. I know, yeah. I know. But all right. So I need to go see that. I was just thinking, I don't. Honestly, I don't remember the last movie that I went, but like for me, and this may sound really weird because movies you go and sit and you watch, but there's something really social about a movie. Like mm-hmm. just it's, it's going out, it's, it's getting yeah. together with somebody else, going, having a common experience, talking about it, that kind of thing. Right. So it would seem normal. Like everybody was. Yeah. Well, I just went with, I mean, I, I just went with Nancy and I usually don't talk to other people than the people I go with. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Um, Did you talk to Nancy? I thought you were going to say you don't usually talk to Nancy. <laughs> Actually, she hates – I. what I like about Nancy is she hates it like you don't talk during the movie, and I'm kind of that way too. So Popcorn? We, popcorn, oh sure, gosh, to, be, yes. to be sure. I think that's what I miss And now most. beer. They serve beer at the movie it's theater? It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Wow. They're really trying to compete with your COVID, theater. COVID comes in, and look what's changed. <laughs> exactly. So it's fun. Yeah, I, I've seen a few movies, though. I take, I've been taking my kids. I saw the Black Widow movie there. I saw the new, um, um, I, I the, the, the other new Marvel movie with the um, Excellent. Shang-Chi. Well played. Shang-Chi. Well played. Thank you. It's exciting. It, it, that was a great movie, too. I'm looking forward to seeing Dune. Mm-hmm. Really? I just... Do you have I any know. idea what I'm talking about? I do. I oh, have an, okay. an idea, but... okay. We'll go see the Spider-Man movie. When does that come out? Uh, A couple weeks. Okay, because Father Jonathan wants to go as well. Oh, great. Yeah, so we'll do that. To see the Dune movie? No, the the Spider-Man movie. movie. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'll take you to Dune as well. All right. Anyway. Well, it's good that life's getting a little bit back to normal, going out, spending time. You know, it's funny. We don't have another thing to plug right now, but I guess we just did. What? (laughs) All those movies. Oh, that's right. That's right. (laughs) But it is a good sign. I mean, it, it'll be interesting. Do you think movies are going to be forever changed? Like they're always going to be released on their live streaming as well? Well, they've stopped doing that. Oh, they have? Okay. Yeah. I mean, so things like the new Bond movie and even the last Marvel movie, you had to watch to it in the theater. theater. It wasn't available. Like when I saw Black Widow, it was like in the theaters or 
Disney Premier Access. Now it's just in the movies first, which I think is the the way to go with it. Because it just it does make it more fun. It's almost a little bit too tempting if I can just download it on my TV, especially if I'm going to bring like four kids. Right. Even if it's like 40 bucks, it's like uh, that's still cheaper than what I would do to, to get into there. So yeah. Good. Yeah, that's great. That's great. a good time. And we have, um, we have a week of some saints coming up. Yeah, a few. You seem disappointed. Well, I don't, yeah, no, it's not like when, when I'm looking at the big list, it's, and, and the thing it's is, nothing like it was a couple weeks I know, ago. And we're probably going to catch crap for that. Cause somebody's going to, I'm sure they're going to write in there. That's, you know, we have a uh, St. Teresa, Teresa Babala, uh, Babala right. is on Friday, I think. St. Luke, who cares about Luke? Well, no, Luke is, Luke is one that I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. But the cool thing was the other day was, um, John the 23rd and, and yeah. I know we didn't mention him, but I love John the 23rd and I. I think every time I've been to Rome, I've stopped and I prayed a rosary in front of the tomb of John the 23rd. And it's interesting because yesterday was not the anniversary of his death or of his birth, but it was the beginning of the Second Vatican Council. Oh, so I did that not they, know yeah, that. Yeah, so they chose to make John the 23rd's feast day that day. Oh, wow. So yesterday was 59 years of, of Second Vatican. And I always say that, you know, I don't, I don't think I'd be saying, you, you know, I mean, think about our life, right? Right. Had John the Twenty Third not convened the council, our lives would be really different. Yes. I mean, you would not be teaching catechetics at Franciscan <laughs> University. I mean, you just right. wouldn't. I, I, cer- mean, I certainly the, wouldn't the be getting ready to be ordained was so to different. the Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I always and, and I encourage the students when I was take when I was in Gaming taking students there, and they said, "Well, why do you pray in front of John the Twenty Third? And I said, "Because I just say thank you. Mm. You know, I'm just grateful for his life. I'm grateful for his humor." Uh, the way he led, uh, the, his spiritual life. He had some great jokes. Yeah, he did. He did. Which one are you thinking? Um, when the reporter asked how many people, people work at the Vatican, Vatican, and he, he said, said about, about half. half. Yeah. yeah. But the other thing he did. Did is, you hear about the uh, the one with the woman who was dressed scantily? He was at a banquet. A James and, Bond movie. Yeah, it sounds like it, right? Uh, he was at a banquet, and um, there was a woman who came uh, wearing the modern Italian fashion of the '60s, and you can imagine how that looked. And everybody was a bit shocked that somebody would dress like that to, uh, you know, a, a papal, you know, dining event. And they kept wondering if Pope John, you know, the 23rd was going to say anything about it. And he, he only did at the end as he walked past her, because, you know, as he was greeting everybody, uh, he, from a table, he grabbed an apple and he gave it to her. And he said, this is for you. And she said, oh, that's so sweet. What is this for? And he said, well, it wasn't until Eve ate the apple that she realized she didn't have anything on. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine a pope telling you yeah, that? I mean, really like, funny. that's just a burn. She's mortified. Yeah, exactly. She's mortified, yeah. yeah. So And and then she became a nun. I, uh, perfect I end of the story. That but it, that's the other thing is that John the 23rd, they asked him, you know, what is it like to you know, be the head of the church in this. And he says he goes to bed before he goes to sleep. He said, Lord, it's your church. Amen. And, it, and it, there's just a lot that I do in, in my life with that, that before I go to bed or whatever, it's like, it's your church. Yeah, we, we can hold on to things. We can stress about it or we can just surrender to the Lord. So I, I love and, and have a devotion to John the 23rd. So I'm really That's grateful really cool. for that. Yep. One of the things I do love sharing with students about the Second Vatican Council, I first of all, I, I think it's very misunderstood at times. And sadly, uh, many people just boil it down to the liturgical reforms. Absolutely. And, um, you know, those, particularly those that really loved the more... And often abuses of that. Yes. Not, in, not, and, not and authentic. That's, yeah. that's, that's a really important thing. You know, they were... I mean, people were changing the liturgy before the liturgy was officially changed. Sure. I mean, they just heard about it in the news and they were, you know, running, you know, crazy with it. So many of the abuses were not 
uh, the intentionality of the Second Vatican Council. But even for those that might, even at its core level, disagree with some of the choices that Vatican II went with liturgy, um, there are so many other things that we do benefit from. I, I, I tell my students the same thing, even those that are you know frustrated you know with some of the liturgy stuff. I'm like, we wouldn't have a theology major mm-hmm. at Franciscan filled with lay students, filled with so many female lay students, were it not for the Second Vatican Council. Our whole understanding, our deeper understanding of uh, the sacrament of marriage and theology Absolutely. of the body, the universal call to holiness. I mean, all of these elements. And I would even say um, that a lot of the, you know, you, you look at like the Latin liturgy that's celebrated today, when it's done beautifully and people are involved, that is exactly what the Second Vatican Council was trying to do, like get people involved and engaged in uh, in the liturgy in a deeper way. So um, I, I, one of the first courses I took as a master's student was with Alan Trek, and it mm-hmm. was the teachings of Vatican II, and we just read through the documents, and they just blew me away. They're really I mean, it beautiful. Really, they're really they're beautiful. gorgeous, yep. gorgeous. Um, and something really worth reflecting on and, well, and, and just learning that, more about. Just that our, the church reflecting on who she is. Right. And, and it's really what the part of the council was about was, who are we? What's our mission? What do we need to get back to? What do we need to do better? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so it's it's interesting. I took a Vatican II course actually when I was here as a student and then again in seminary. And and you're, you're just right. To, they're not that hard to read either. Is right. that, I think people, when you see the whole book, you get kind of overwhelmed by but then take one of the documents, like you said, the or one on the, the church. The just one the, the four church, constitutions, just, you know, yeah, those, yeah. those major ones. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the one on Revelation, I mean, Dave Erebom is what it's called, the Word of God. Goodness. I mean, yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing better written than That's, that. So just thank you, John the 23rd. Indeed. Absolutely. And Paul the Sixth. And Paul the Sixth. Who's actually one of my personal favorites. Yes. Inter- yeah. 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 And, um, and that's Saint, obviously Saint Paul the Sixth. Now, and and St. John the and. Um, People know this, but that's where John Paul Sometimes got his they name. Don't. I know. Right. How did John Paul get his name? John the 23rd, Paul the 6th, and they take John Paul. And then John, John Paul, Paul II, II took it John from Paul, right. the guy that he, how long was he Pope? 30 some odd days or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was in eighth grade and I was in class and, and Mary comes up, Galvin and Mary comes up and she goes, did you hear the Pope died? And you go, yeah, like six weeks ago, right? <laughs> and he said, no, the new Pope. I said, oh, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So, yep. Yeah. A lot of the folks at that council said it made them rethink, you know, okay, what is the spirit doing? Because, mm-hmm. you know, that that pope was another Italian, um, you know, and um, I guess really many say that the reason they were open to a non-Italian pope to somebody like Carol Wojtyla was because they just recognized, you know, the cardinals just recognized, okay, it's not that they got it wrong, right, but, but, but even they felt that, like the Lord was saying something. Try again. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like, how do you— just even from a faith perspective, how do you gather together, vote on a pope, which is kind of a big deal. You know, you're praying through it. He is, uh, you know, elected. You go home, and he's dead. And you're like, I guess we're going back. And take, some of them take didn't two. even un- some of them didn't even unpack their suitcases yet. Really? No, I don't know. That just sounds like a good idea. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the Lord's hand in it, and it's just yeah. I, again, we're going to actually have a conference next fall uh, on campus uh, on the Second Vatican Council. So it's just it's it's something I stop doing that. I'm trying to do it subtly, but uh, he, so for those that aren't watching, the devilish grin on his face. Uh, he has a piece of Velcro that he, for some reason, decided would be great to do in a recording studio. All right. So on that note. Tuesday is the Feast of St. Luke. Mm. So we can celebrate that. With Velcro? Yep. 
What do you? I was going to ask you, what do you like about St. Luke? But one of the things that I love about St. Luke... Yeah, because you don't care about my opinion. Please go ahead. <clears throat> thank you. I was, let, let me tell you what I think. <laughs> but um, just the, that he's... If you pay attention to Luke, he always has the outsider in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, um, women have a much more prominent role in Luke's gospel in the outsider, the one who doesn't quite get it, doesn't quite see it. Luke has just this special... And the, the leper, you know, whomever... Right. Prodigal son. These are all these. The good thief. Yeah, he's exactly, exactly. So he's he's always has in his mind that person that's maybe just on the edge that's right. looking in, and he really invites them in through that. And it's, I think it's just a beautiful image of it. It's a beautiful thing about understanding the audience that the gospel writers are writing for, and the different views they take on Christ, because Luke is writing primarily for a Greek audience. You know, Matthew was primarily for a Jewish audience, Mark for a Roman, you know, Luke Luke for the Greeks. And so, you know, it was, they, this was the Gentiles. These were the people on the outs of this faith. And so that whole perspective of, you know, the lost sheep, the prodigal son, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That's not a story you see in any other, in any other gospel. Um, yeah, I, I love the gospel of Luke. You know, I have, uh, in my scripture course, I have my students read all the gospels beginning to end. And many times, even for master students, they, they fess up, I've never done that. Yeah. I've never just sat down and read a gospel. I think that was one of our challenges uh, in a previous podcast. And if you didn't do it, do it. Just sit down and read one from beginning to end. I would say Luke most often gets, you know, when I say now, they're not listening in heaven, so you can be honest here. What, what was your favorite gospel to read beginning to end? And it's Luke. And I think also Luke pulls from some of the more Greek stylistic storytelling elements um, that are part of our more contemporary storytelling today. So I actually think just if you're going to read something beginning to end, it just flows really nice. It's also really fun to read Luke and then read Acts. That's exactly just what I was them, just going right to say. To be together. able to see those two things together yeah. is important. Yeah. You, you see, yeah, you see, you know, if, if, if Luke in the gospel is really proclaiming Christ and, and who he is, you see that lived out in the Acts of the Apostles with yeah, with the Holy Spirit in the in the roadway, you actually see connections between things that he says in his gospel and then things that he refers back to himself almost. Yeah, in, in Acts of the Apostles. Yeah, it's beautiful. You know, word count wise, Luke wrote the most in the New Testament. Oh, really? I wish yeah. that, Paul. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, it, Hebrews is under some consideration yeah. there, but Paul yeah, Hebrew. yeah, exactly. That's so cool. yeah, it is. He actually wrote more words than Paul just because of Luke and. You know, and then Paul's trying to like sneak in things like Philemon. Yeah. At the end, he's just, just, he's just resting, I'm one yeah. letter off. Right. You know, if I just write one more letter off. If there was only another than, slave owner yeah, I could yeah, write yeah, to. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's better right. than John, though. Like second and third John. Like, what's out there, bro? Yeah, but I love John. It's funny when you said that, which gospel? I love John. I don't yeah. know. I don't know which one I like the most. Well, John's written, if those are there wondering, you said, well, who's John written for? Christians. I mean, John is clearly written yeah, with those that are familiar with the story of Jesus. and Because he just comes to right his, out to and says, community. you know, Jesus is God. Here we go. Let's keep going. And there was no, you know, like Mark wanted to hide that until the very end of the story is like the big climax of it. And John was like, yep, he's God. Here we go. <laughs> and the he beginning just, was where the word became, yep. Yeah, yeah. This, which, was, which was my reading at uh, my wedding. I remember. Yes. No, I wasn't there. Anyway, so everybody, uh, do we want to? Do we want to? We have a few more minutes. Do we want to try to answer this email question? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's All right. right we're going right. to we're going to close with a wonderful question uh, from somebody that emailed us at hope at franciscan.edu. and this was the question uh, from Samantha. Howdy, 
I was wondering how you and Father Dave find time to rest in your busy schedules. I know you, I think this is me, are a professor, musician, soon to be deacon, 40 days from now. And Father Dave is obviously the president and has responsibilities as a friar as well. I honestly don't know how he does it all. Um, and so how do you find time to rest, renew, <laughs> and keep sane? Well, there's an assumption yeah, 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 underlying yeah, yeah. that Two statement. out of three is not bad. Right. Um, so I know it's easy to say find balance, but when it feels like every minute of your day is consumed by commitments, how do you make time to rest? So there you go. Yeah, I think part of it is to try to take a look at my day in like segments. And, you know, what I, I would love to be able to say that I'm able to take an extended amount of time like every day or every week, but not necessarily. So to be able to take some time and say, okay, you know, for this next couple of hours, I'm able to just step back a little bit. Um, but honestly, for me, the biggest thing is a structure of the day, you know, okay. like today I got in so late. Um, I feel like I'm kind of out of sorts because my day didn't start the way it normally would. Right. I only get up earlier in the morning, have my holy hour before morning, prayer morning. So that all kind of changed a little bit today. So it's, it's, it's have a structure to a life and actually build it in that, that there has to be a way that downtime, rest time, you know, the word recreation is that that sense of recreation. And it's mm. not just, it's not a luxury, but it has to be a part of it, part of our life. So actually Saturday was a wonderful day, something like that, you know, just some sporting events, some time, a buddy of mine visiting that was graduate of, and you complain against about me with my little sounds. Mm. Um, but, you know, spending some time with a, a household brother, alumni at the university, Things like that to have to be able to manage the time just to be able to kind of get out of the routine that I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so there's this balance that exists between routine, schedule really helps me. Yeah. And and to be able to schedule that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. You're kind of hitting me where I live because I also feel like I'm a little bit off kilter, mm -hmm. you know, with uh just a lot of things going on in life. I would say it's um well, grace builds on nature, right? So I think on the natural level, I I do uh just try to have good time management for me, even though I'm very electronic and techy, I, I actually like writing out my goals for the day, what I'm doing the day. And when I write out what I'm going to do today, I'm also writing out in a sense what I'm not going to do today. And I try to think in the week, what am I going to do? Because there's a, there's a way that I get overwhelmed when I think of the really long to-do list of everything that needs to get done. But when, if I can break it down to this is what I'm going to do today, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then I get that done, I feel a satisfaction. And I try not to even cheat and go a little bit deeper into right. that. I just try to keep with one day at a time. But also even just the words um, you know, that you, you were sharing about um, St. John the 23rd, J just that idea of, you know, Lord, if you're calling me to do this, and I've been praying this a lot lately mm -hmm. because it, it's true. Uh, courses are crazy right now. All the assignments are coming in. Uh, diaconate formation feels like it's going from a 10 to an 11. Um, you know, other projects that I'm involved with. Um, you know, I, I just start thinking, how am I going to do all of this? And I bring it to the Lord. And I'm like, Lord, I, I think you want me to be doing all of this. And you're going to make the time to happen. And if I can just prioritize seeking first the kingdom of God, mm -hmm. it sounds cliche, but if I'm, if I'm getting my butt to mass every day, I, I, I'm grateful I live in a place in the country where there's lots of options to do that. Uh, you know, I'm trying to get in the rhythm of morning and evening prayer, you know, and as part of, you know, being a deacon, but more time than just that. I, I find when I, when I put the Lord first, you know, you seek first the kingdom of God and the rest 
will be taken care of. And then when I find myself on the treadmill, on the roller coaster, where I have no control over my schedule or my time, which happens a lot with kids, mm-hmm. um, I just try to let it go and say, okay, like I'm I, resisting it. <laughs> Resistance but, is futile. Yeah, but this, <laughs> like resisting it is just only gets me perfect, frustrated. Right, right. You I, know? Yeah, maybe last couple of thoughts is one of the friars always told me no is a discernment. So being com- a little bit more comfortable saying that I can't or I'm not able to do something like that, uh, you know, because we can't do it all. But then also uh, that there are seasons, you know. I think I'm I think I'm in a season right now, just with all that's going on in the university and some of the, the initiatives that we have. I'm in a season that's going to be particularly crazy. Yeah. If I if I felt it was going to be like this for the next many years we'd probably have to reevaluate a few things. Yeah. But but a sense of again, as long as as, as long as my prayers in order, as long as the sacramental life is in order, relationships and the then the rest they'll, they'll, it'll fall in place. There'll be some days that'll just be bite and, and just be really difficult and hard and not great. Um and then we get up the next day and start again. The so Lord uh, last thing maybe we can just say is this the Lord is with you. I said you last thing this. first. I know, but this is your that was your last thing. Okay. This is my last thing. The Lord is with you in this. Um, I think when, for me, when things get crazy and busy and I don't pray as much as I might have at another time or it's not as deep or uh, something happens and I can't make mass that day, there's a, there's a way the devil wants to beat us down. Like, you know, like, like the Lord isn't a taskmaster right, right, up right, there, right. like being like, come on, oh, you come didn't on, do too good today. oh, you better get work and get your, oh, you are so lazy. You know, like those things, the, the Lord is for you and the Lord is with you. And I think sometimes we have our own ideas of what we want to get done in a day and we can deify those ideas mm-hmm. and just saying, well, this is what I can do. Like I, I, I often just find myself saying that, like at the end of the day, I, I think I just did everything I could do today. And Lord, just bless that and multiply it as much as we can. Amen. All right. You're right. Amen. That was was the last thing. Okay. So the last thing here is now let's just pray. (laughs) Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift that is faith. We thank you for the scriptures, again, for St. Luke and the blessing that he is to the church. I pray your blessing and your peace to be upon all of those who are with us at this time, that they would know your grace, your love. We pray for the listener today who is having a most difficult time you brought your grace and your blessing upon him or him or her. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. See you next week, Bob. Thank you, Father Dave, and thank you for listening to They That Hope, brought to you by Franciscan University of Steubenville. If you would like more information about Franciscan University, you should Google that. And you can send us an email at hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. Oh, they're both going to play over each other. Nice. That sounds horrible. Awful. <laughs> I don't know how to stop it. Way to finish strong. It's going to it's it's going to do it. I hope this God bless. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> it's still go it's still rocking. Oh. I if you push it again doesn't it just stop? I it's technology. It's very You know you. what I need? What? A mechanical engineering degree from a Franciscan University. You said it like three times. <laughs> right, I've got one o'clock. See you, buddy. See you, peace.